one may smile and smile and be a villain. Words of truth from the great William Shakespeare in Hamlet, Act 1, Scene 5. A villain creates drama. A villain presents an obstacle for the hero to overcome. A villain makes the hero's journey all that more exciting and worthwhile. We, the audience, are thrilled by the exploits as the hero must confront the great challenge posed by the villain. A villain reveals a hero's strengths as well as their weaknesses and sets up a perfect conflict which has been seen and constructed many, many times of good versus evil. But far too often is the reverse of that. A study or a look at the world through the eyes not of the hero, but of the villain. We rarely get to see behind the mask, so to speak. And much of what is presented is often a third person's point of view on any particular villain. What drove the Wicked Witch, if you will? What created Darth Vader? Some of these questions have been answered, but, but, many, but many have not. Why is Hannibal Lecter a cannibal? <laughs> Just to pose another question. Perhaps no villain which has captured the imaginations of audiences the world over is that of the Joker. And arguably, and I will just say it right here, he is, in my view, the greatest villain of all time. And the reason I think the Joker has been exposed so much in recent years starts, of course, with Heath Ledger's groundbreaking performance in The Dark Knight, but more so to the point of the character, he is an enigma, and that is fascinating. Why does the Joker do what he does? What made him? And there have only been a few examples, either the Batman 89 movie, which tried to give an origin story for the Joker, or in the comic books, uh, most notably The Killing Joke, which again presented a version, uh, as it would later be known, of the Joker's origin, but nothing nothing quite as definitive as Jack Nicholson's Jack Napier gangster in the 89 film. Christopher Nolan chose to keep the Joker an enigma in The Dark Knight, comparing him to the, the shark in Jaws who just came through and caused chaos and, and left destruction in his wake. And that works. And insofar as the movie Joker, the 2019 award winner, no other film has tried to get under the skin of the Joker. No other movie or, or even really a story has tried to figure out what makes this character tick. And while the movie itself presents a, a version of a Joker origin, it is just that. It is a version. A version. There is much left up to the imagination of the viewer and of the audience of whether or not this character, this person called Arthur Fleck, is in fact the real Joker. Is he a, 
a stand-in for the character? Is he just some delusional person in a mental institution, or as it has been seen throughout the comic books over the years, is this just a version that the character of the Joker is telling to any number of psychiatrists who dare to interview him? To this day, I am still amazed that a movie like Joker exists. I'm amazed that Warner Brothers greenlit this movie, given all that is associated with the Batman franchise, the merchandising. The Joker is a piece of, of, the, of the crown jewel that is the Batman movie franchise in, in, in Warner Bro for, for Warner Brothers. And so the idea that there was going to be a dark, R-rated psychological character study on the Joker it was really a ballsy move, to, to, to put it bluntly. And yes, there's a, there was a lot of behind-the-scenes drama about the budget and it kind of being decreased over time and concern uh, with director Todd Phillips and, and his thoughts of even if the film w w would see the light of day and, and all of the uh, marketing and merchandising concerns that uh, that come into play with these types of movies. But nevertheless, it it was made and it was released, and it's hard to imagine, you know. But here it is, almost three years later. There is a a all but certain sequel on the way, and uh, the, the the discourse around this film continues. I mean, it was going on beforehand. Uh, Prior to the release, certainly the media played a role in, I don't want to say ginning up controversy, but there was a lot of negativity surrounding the film, the idea that it was going to be, it was going to cause violence and, 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 and just glorifying a psychopath and a killer, and this is a horrible thing that's happening. And, I mean, if anything, it, all the controversy that was surrounding the film in many ways just heightened people's uh, interest in, in, in stirred interest in it and I mean now you've got a, a you know a film that made over a billion dollars the most successful R-rated film of all time and you know at all this talk of, of violence or, or, or concerns that the film uh, might cause I mean the, the, the worst thing that happened people went to the staircase the stairwell in Brooklyn uh, where where Joker does his his dance uh, towards the end of the film, and people just went there and recreated that scene. So, I mean, again, I think there is that tendency by the media to uh, sens uh, sensationalize things and, and turn uh, you know, small things in, into bigger things unnecessarily. But that's all That's all on the side. I mean, here you've got a, a, a movie that's R-rated about the Joker or, or a Joker. I mean, it's never... It's never really said one way or the other if, if he is the definitive Joker or if he is an inspiration for the eventual Joker. And I think that's the charm and beauty of the movie is that it doesn't commit one way or the other. It, much like the Joker as a character, there's a lot of ambiguity. There's a lot of gray area and, and mystery. And I think that was perfect uh, because I remember there was a lot of talk, uh, particularly among uh, more... Uh, enthusiast of, of of the comic books that oh this is going to be a, a definitive origin take on the Joker, and and I, I'm glad that this wasn't uh, a Jack Nicholson uh, you know, one definitive take. Uh, it, it really played into the ambiguity where 
you know you can watch it straightforward and say yep this is the this is how Arthur Fleck went from this point in his life to becoming the Joker or okay he's just some uh, mentally ill person in an asylum who's delusional or this is a version of his origin kind of you know the multiple choice take and the Joker is just remembering his beginnings this way it, I mean the movie works on so many different levels and and I have to say to this day I think they all work. I, I almost tend to lean more on the argument that this is a version of of the Joker, and I think even Joaquin Phoenix has alluded to that, or, or he at least thinks that this character is the is the real Joker. This is this is this is not a an inspiration, if you will, for for the real Joker. That his take was uh, was the Clown Prince of Crime, and I, and I I think that that works. I mean I know. There's arguments, oh, well, he's, this guy would never stand a day against Batman. He's not a mastermind. He's not intelligent. He's not uh, quick on his feet. But uh, to me, I, I think it's more of the beginning. This is more about the rise of the Joker. Joker can be seen in my eyes as being the first steps of the Joker. This is the origin. And I like how Todd Phillips described the film as being the powder and and not the spark how many films particularly in the genre are more about the spark and and joker is a slow burner it begins as a tiny flicker of a yellow flame and then gradually over the course of the movie we're watching the psyche of this man arthur fleck crumble and the fire meanwhile is continuing to burn and build and rise until the very end we are delivered a climax, which is this full-blown blaze of chaos, which is, of course, right in the Joker's wheelhouse. But the movie itself ends on, on really a perfect note. It ends at the beginning, and it leaves us, the audience, wanting to know more and to see more and, and watch as this, this character's journey continues throughout the world of Gotham City. And... Perhaps these are the very threads by which Joker 2 uh, will be weaved together. And, and that kind of brings me to the ending itself, because much of it is, is really sh uh, shrouded in uncertainty. The movie is not black and white, uh, just as the villain himself is not black and white. The uh, ambiguity is what makes the movie work. And, and part of the reason I was always sort of hesitant when it came to, to talks of a sequel is all of that could, could unravel, the ambiguity, the black, the, the gray area. Uh, the Joker is, 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 is truly an enigma. A and, you know, despite, you know, wh whatever your overall feelings or thoughts on this movie are, I mean, I think it, it, it's fair to say that there is a lot of uh, discourse around it and the fact that we're still talking about it nearly three years later I think just elevates the very point of the movie uh, that, that, that it is uh, a mystery that the character himself is this, this great unknown and uh, I've always felt uh, that, that, that Joker the movie is, is something that, that, that both needs and does not need a sequel I mean certainly as, as a fan of, of the character and, and a fan of, of Joaquin Phoenix's incredibly terrifying and 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 you know frankly times beautiful performance um you know i i 
I've always been back and forth on the idea of, okay, does this movie need a sequel? Is it better left alone? It's a standalone movie, um, but the fact that it does, or I should say it was a standalone movie, but uh, the fact of the matter is, and I thought this the first time I saw it, it does such a great job at building up the world and, and this, and this, frankly, this, uh, this version of Gotham City that is presented on screen. I mean, I, I mean, next to Matt Reeves is I, I really liked how this Gotham both felt like a real city and looked like a real city, but but had its own kind of character and and, and really vibe throughout. It was a very very much inspired by by New York City of the late seventies, early eighties. Very dirty, very grimy. It, it felt like a place. Uh, that, that, that we, we have seen, but yet the story that's unfolding uh, was quite uh, new and imaginative. But, um, you know, frankly, it, when I saw it, I said, okay, wow, this is, this is really good. Like, again, it, it ends, it ends where, where, where you, you, know, you, you see the beginning. It's, it's really the end of the beginning at the, in that final frame of the movie. And you want to see this character evolve into the mastermind and, and later uh, Batman's greatest foe. Uh, and, and so, you know, I've, got, I've gone back and forth, but I mean, you know, certainly I, I said before it was kind of officially or unofficially announced uh, that I'd be the first in line to go see a joke or two. And, and now with what looks like uh, a, a, a pending <laughs> announcement and, and casting, uh, uh, announcements uh, on the way. Uh, I will be right in there uh, for uh, for Joker too, uh, because I mean certainly this movie was unexpected and 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 truly uh, truly an experience. I can only imagine what a sequel is going to be with all of the expectations now riding on it, all of the fanfare behind it, and of course the uh, the great discourse um, that will follow. But uh, in, in kind of getting back to to the original film, um, it is Joker is as much I think a comic book movie as it, as it really is the antithesis of one, and I think that that is certainly uh, a, uh, a, a a part of the discourse that I know a lot of friends of mine have have kind of taken issue with that it's it's not a a, a sort of straightforward adaptation or it's it's not say the the Killing Joke kind of adapted if if you will it, it's very you know it, it takes the source material but it sort of throws everything out the window and then rebuilds it uh, from the ground up I mean certainly if if you were looking for 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 jokes or gags or uh, even fights Joker does not deliver on that this is this was never meant to be a kind of a fun popcorn movie this was a serious serious take on the subject matter. I mean, truly taking the elements of a comic book character and translating it, uh, in some cases, you know, giving nice homages to films like Taxi Driver and, again, The King of Comedy. You know, that just so happened, of course, to, to star Robert De Niro, who plays uh, the fantastic Murray Franklin in the film, kind of a, 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 a homage to his character in King of Comedy, uh, Rupert Pumpkin. Uh, but you know, certainly, um, you know, th this is not meant to be kind of like the, the standard cookie-cutter superhero film or, a, you know, even a Marvel uh, 
production. I mean, this is a, a character study. It's a look at how a person goes from one point in their life to the next, and, and it takes all of the, the motifs and the, and the trappings of the comic book uh, genre and, and certainly of, of this character. Now, of course, there's you know, a scene of the, of the Waynes uh, getting gunned down, but I mean, it, it takes all of those familiar ideas and themes but then puts it in the style of an art house movie or a mid-budget character piece that is focused entirely on acting rather than, than uh, superhero showmanship and story instead of spectacle. And I have to say, I, like th that was part of what really made this film work for me on so many different levels was because it wasn't your standard comic book film. It wasn't kind of the Dark Knight again or, or something, uh, you know, Iron Man or, or Spider-Man or what have you. It was its own thing, and it wasn't afraid to be, you know, dare I say, daring. It, it took dramatic chances. It took creative license with this character, with this concept, with this world, and, and told a story that, that while is, is dark and gets very dark at, at certain places, there, there are sort of poignant themes that run throughout and kind of this idea of you know how we we, we, we treat people in in our society how we uh, deal with with mental illness certainly you know, there's an argument that can be made about about access to guns uh, as evident in the film itself I mean there's there's a lot going on uh, in terms of you know I guess social commentary you would say and and, and maybe that's that's a lot you know maybe that's what what might turn some folks off uh, from the movie, but to me, I think it's it, it it works so well because you're taking an established known character like the Joker and putting him more or less in the real world and offering a a almost a reflection on on our own world, and maybe that's that's why this movie was so jarring for people. I mean, I know a number of, of, of folks that I saw it with at the time said, wow, it, it was it was really kind of, you know, like looking at a mirror sometimes of, of our own world and kind of just like different events and whatnot. And, and, and you know, maybe that was, you know, a bridge too far in some places. But I, I think for me, I think, I think it worked because that's how you can create uh, great commentaries. That's how you create great movies that sort of, offer a reflection or, a, or, or a, a, a response to what's going on in the world and kind of, you know, you know kind of a show, a, show a, a what not to do in a way. I mean, I, I did not think for a minute that this movie either glorified or tried to uh, sympathize with the character of the Joker. I mean, certainly what goes on in, 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 the, in the movie in terms of Arthur's descent in, in, into, in, into madness, you can't condone it. I mean, he, he is in the wrong, you know, with everything he does. But I think what the movie tries to get into is it, is it offers a, 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 just a glimpse. And again, the character of the Joker is, you know, meant to be an enigma and, and whether or not he is a, you know, a, a, a truthful narrator is, is always up for question. He may not be the most reliable guy when it comes to recounting his uh, his life story. But nevertheless, I think the film does offer a, a tiny peek, a, a, an opening of the window into this character's point of view. And, and so while you, you would never 
certainly want to be the Joker or even sympathize with the Joker, you can you can sort of understand the, the psychology of the character. You can understand the motivation. And 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 again, it's I don't think the movie is is out there trying to glorify or or turn the Joker into a poster child of of of, of what to do or something. No, but I I I do think that that the movie does have something to say and it, it kind of gets to this sort of basic you know, human decency that is often overlooked or, or forgotten about in our world and that is is to to be kind to other to one another to to look out for your 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 you know fellow brothers and sisters and and try to 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 always you know to always be nice i mean i think it doesn't cost anything to be kind to somebody and and while um, you know individual individuals will make decisions and, and those decisions are theirs alone and to say oh well society made me do it is just a weak argument that you know individuals make choices and those choices lie with them but I think there is a a commentary in the film that that sort of society at large has a has a, a kind of a role in in, in taking care of, of of everybody and and not just you know looking out for say. Uh, the wealthy or the super rich, but looking out for everybody—the downtrodden, the uh, you know the, the the average guy, the uh, you know everybody—you uh, know—kind of ha should have a seat, if you will. And I think there is that uh, that that message throughout the movie. I mean, again, that might not be what people would be wanting to hear or ex even expecting to hear in in this kind of a film. Um, and and again, perhaps you know because it's it, it is a, a a comic book character that sort of presenting these themes and, 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 and opinions, you know, maybe that's why people might find it a little you know, a little jarring. But, I mean, to me, I think that's what makes the movie, movie work, and that's what makes great art, is that it is controversial, and it takes topics that might, you know, be uncomfortable to people or, or people might not want to hear necessarily. But, I mean, again, you know, you know, not to certainly get political, but, I mean, you know, we have a responsibility, I believe, to, to look after our, our, our fellow man and to do what we can to to help and I mean certainly when it comes to social services and seeing that you know that they're properly funded and there's no uh, you know, ridiculous budget cuts that sort of you know push people out into the cold I mean I think all of that you know again it's it's politics but I mean that's that's you know part of our, our responsibility to to one another um, and I think the movie is trying to to at least offer a commentary on those very factors, and and again, you know, you take a character like the Joker that is, you know, world world you know worldwide and known, and and put him in in sort of this sort of a you know political drama <laughs> in a way, you know, kind of makes it all that more interesting and makes people pay attention, or at least at least I think so. But um, I mean, this movie will be debated for a long time, not just. You know, okay, is he the Joker? Is he not the Joker? Is it in his head? Is it not in his head? Uh, but I think the kind of the, the political undertones and, and sort of the you know the ideas of class uh, warfare and the ideas of uh, of sort of you know the haves and the have-nots. Um, you know, I, there's there's a lot that's being said I think in this movie, and I think um, I, I think it's executed in a, in a very effective manner. I mean, again, it, at the end of the day, it is a movie about a comic book villain, and it, and it doesn't lose sight of that, which is what I think 
uh, I appreciated the most is that it does it does stick the landing in that way. It doesn't like subvert the Joker character and say, "Well, I'm you know I'm not going to pursue a life of, of 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 crime." Like it does it does follow through and it does uh, you know kind of bring the character full circle and you know, presents an origin. But I mean. Uh, putting aside the trappings of, of, of the genre, I think there are a lot of, of points and, and, and nuances in the film uh, that, that, are worth, that are worth discussing. And again, that's what great art does. And I would certainly put Joker in, in, in the category of great art because it, it, it elevates themes uh, in, a, in a way that gets people talking and engaged uh, about them. Um, it, that's, that's what all great art has done, whether it's, whether it's a story, whether it's a painting, whether it's a movie. And, and Joker f falls right into that category as far as I am concerned. But, um, I mean, I haven't even mentioned the acting. And, I mean, dear God, Joaquin Phoenix deserved every praise. He deserved every award because he created a Joker that, you know, while not to be uh, sympathetic or sympathized uh, with, uh, is at least uh, understood, and, and understood in the context of the world of Gotham City in this movie. I mean, I think Todd Phillips uh, did a great job at, at setting the world and setting the stage, and, and Joaquin Phoenix, just he just let loose. I mean, th this truly was a role he was born to play, uh, and certainly, you know, coming on the heels of, of Heath Ledger, I mean, this was, you know, this was not a, 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 an easy role to, to slide into. I mean, I know there was, there was Jared Leto, but I mean, this was a, you know, Heath Ledger is sort of, the, you, know, in, you know, in the pantheon uh, of great jokers. I mean, he, he still is, in my view, the greatest joker. He holds the, the winning card when it comes to playing the character. But, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix, man, he gives a powerhouse performance, and, and it's, and it's a, it's a portrait, it's a character study of someone who was, you know, both fractured and tortured at the same time. And, and you know, I kind of look at it as someone who, who in vain tried to make the world laugh and when he, when he failed and, and, and when the world failed him, he just started laughing back at the world. And, I mean, it is a riveting performance. It's, it's never one of those performances where you feel like, oh, I'm watching Joaquin Phoenix uh, play the Joker never felt that I felt this is this is Arthur Fleck this is this is the Joker I mean you know the the scene where Arthur goes to confront uh the young Bruce Wayne or I should say he meets the young Bruce Wayne I mean I mean sidebar I mean when that scene happened m my movie theater the audience went went berserk I mean it was it was such a moment because again it's just the symbolism of of Batman or you know what you know Bruce Wayne at the time but you know Batman you know, meeting, you know, the eventual Joker. I mean, it was just, I mean, when he, when he said, oh, I'm Bruce, I mean, I lost it. It was, it was just, it was one of those moments of, of just, just, you know, pure joy uh, because, again, you know what's, what's coming down the line. But I never once felt when I was watching his performance, Arthur, Walking uh, Phoenix, I never felt like I was watching him. I never thought, oh, well, he's playing. No, it's just like, this is, this is Arthur Fleck. This is, this is the Joker. And, Again, like that that scene in particular uh, was just you know, one of you know countless countless moments that stick out. Uh, certainly the, the the climax on the Murray Franklin show, which 
I mean, that right there is just an Oscar-winning performance in and of itself. I mean, there's so many ranges of emotions, from fury to, to, to bitterness to, to, to pathos to just pure insanity. I mean, it's it was it was. I knew he was going to deliver something special because it's Walking Phoenix. Okay, it's Walking Phoenix doing a comic book movie, which he doesn't do, and it's Walking Phoenix playing the greatest villain of all time, the Joker. Okay, so like already the bar is is set pretty high, and I, I'll admit I had I had high expectations because again, Heath Ledger is never far from your mind when you think of the Joker. Certainly in my mind. Um, but I mean, I have to say, Phoenix, he just cleared that, that hurdle. And, and it was sort of one of those things I, I almost knew, like the minute I heard the laugh, I said, okay, that's, that's the Joker's, that's the Joker's laugh. That's a Joker laugh. I mean, he, he nailed the laugh. I mean, you know, no disrespect to, 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 to Jared Leto, but like, I feel like it, the laugh is such an important part of the character. It defines the character. And. I mean, what they did with the laugh in this movie I thought was genius, the idea of it being something that, that he couldn't control, that it was um, it was an illness. And then finally, at the end of, of the movie, him just sort of giving into it, and then really his, his true laugh coming out at the very end when he's with, his, uh, with, when he's with the, the psychiatrist talking at the end, I feel like okay, he's, he's finally gone off the edge. He, he doesn't care anymore. Like, this, this is who he is. This is... Who he's embracing. He's embracing his uh, his dark side, if you will. And I, I think another thing that made this movie work so well, in my eyes, was 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 the the world. I mean, they did a a, a fantastic job at setting up this Gotham City that felt that that, that felt felt both new and imagined, but also grounded in a reality. And you know, again, it's a filthy, broken, corrupted place which breeds insincerity and greed and apathy. And, and to me, this is the type of world which would need a Batman. You know, it, it would need someone to, to step up and take the law in their own hands to try to bring a sense of, of law and order to the place. But it would also be a, a city just because of what I mentioned, the greed, the corruption, the, 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 the crime, the rampant despair, you know, it was, it's a city that needs a Batman, but it would also create a Joker. And, and I felt this was a, 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 a humanistic movie and a very human Joker. Like, like this, you felt like you were really seeing the world through this character's eyes. And, and I kind of look at if, if, if Heath Ledger is the, you know, uh, the maniacal anarchist, then, then Phoenix is the unhinged psychopath. And in many ways, I kind of view them as like two bookend performances of the greatest villain of all time. If 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 uh, if Ledger's Joker is kind of the fully realized version of the character, Phoenix certainly is. You know, it, it can be argued is the uh, the beginnings of this character. Uh, just just truly powerful, powerful stuff. I mean, as I said, I I was blown away the first time. I saw the movie. I continue to be amazed uh, by it every time I, I, I've watched it. I, I'm still kind of just to this day. I'm shocked this movie exists because again, it, it you know now it, it's here. It's 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 it exists in, in the zeitgeist. But I mean to think that they were going to do an R-rated movie based on a comic book character like the Joker. I mean, like this was this was bold. This was really really bold. And I I have to say. You know, props to 
props to Warner Brothers and props to to Todd Phillips for having the kind of the, the genesis of the idea. And certainly, uh, it goes without saying, you know, Joaquin Phoenix for bringing the character to, uh, to life. I mean, this was this was a powerhouse performance, and it and it was it was a movie that I, I, I'm glad exists. I, I think it was. It, it, it exceeded my expectations as certainly as an audience member, but as a more a, a fan of, of the character. And you know now with there being talk of a of a of a sequel, I mean there's always been rumblings and rumors over the years. You know obviously a movie that makes a billion dollars is certainly going to be talked about as as a potential sequel. Um, but again, it's sort of been this you know will they won't they? And then there's been a little bit of, there were rumors back in the spring, but now it seems like we're full. Uh, we're full throttle now with uh, with the script uh, being uh, being uh, being shown in an Instagram post, and of course Joaquin Phoenix uh, there reading the scripts. I mean that to me would suggest he's you know he's on board, and it's probably now just about ironing out the details. And uh, of course you know to say you know now you know looks like there's going to be a sequel, but then okay we're going to have maybe Lady Gaga in in the movie, and, and maybe she's playing. Uh, playing Harley Quinn, like, I mean, you know, dear God, like, it, it, it just sounds bonkers. And on top of that, you know, it, it might be a musical. I mean, you know, dear God, like, like I said, I, I, I've, I've always had kind of mixed feelings because the film, the original is so perfect. And again, it, it, it ends at the beginning and it ends where it is really, you know, it, it's up to the individual viewer and up to interpretation. But I mean, again, you know, maybe if they're if there's if they're doing a sequel, I mean, certainly there's you know money is always a, is is a consideration. But I mean, you know, Phoenix doesn't do sequels. Uh, the fact that you know if Lady Gaga is going to be in it, I mean, this just sort of elevates uh, elevates the stakes. If it's going to be a musical, I mean, I know that sort of you know was a kind of a you know a WTF moment for folks. But I I think uh, I, I think this is going to be even more bonkers than than the first one and, and i'm and, and i'm hyped I, i'm honestly hyped uh so i i i feel you know it, a year ago i would have said oh you know you know it's hard to you know you know spot, you know capture lightning in a bottle again but it, it it seems to me just at least from what has been uh reported out this week that uh uh, the the gears are turning, and this is uh, going to be something something incredibly different, just like Joker was. So uh, put me down as hyped and ready for Joker too. Um, but but you know, kind of to to put a a, a bow on on this discussion. Uh, certainly, as it relates to Joker, uh, the first one, I would recommend this movie to anyone uh, who is a fan of of both. Uh, the comic book genre, and more importantly, is a Batman fan. Um, even though this is a very loose adaptation, and there is a lot of creative license taken, and and certainly it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. I know that, but I would still recommend it uh, uh, to those folks, and I would you know also recommend it to anyone who just enjoys a great film, and and those who enjoy cinema, because that's what I think this movie is. I'm I'm like I said, I'm glad it exists. Still amazed to this day that it was made given the complexity and the nature of it and and I do think it will stand the test of time because I think the themes that it explores are 
are everlasting. They're, they're, they're universal. I mean, what's, what's old is new, and, you know, history does repeat itself. Um, but, I mean, certainly, you know, the, the character is, I mean, he's, it's the Joker. I mean, everybody loves the Joker. He, he is Batman's greatest foe for, for a reason. And, I mean, the fact that he had his own standalone movie, now it looks like maybe his own uh, cinematic universe, if I can put it that way. I mean, I mean what, what, is not, uh, what is not to love? Um, and so, so with that, I, I will close. And, and again, just to reiterate, to this day, I'm amazed the film was greenlit, um, and I, I enjoy it because it is not your average run-of-the-mill comic book movie. It, it is something unique, it is something fresh, and it opens a window into the psyche, or possibly the psyche, again, depending on interpretation, depending on if the Joker's telling the truth, but uh, it, it provides a... Uh, a, a look at, at the mind of one of the greatest villains, uh, in my view, the greatest villain of all time. So uh, with that, I will, uh, I will close today's episode. Uh, as always, much, much appreciated to you, the listeners, for tuning in every two weeks. Uh, as I've said from the beginning, this is a passion project of mine, and uh, your response and, and your support of this podcast uh, just means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, and if you haven't done so already, please uh, hit that subscribe button and uh, share this uh, podcast with uh, your family, your friends, anybody who you think might enjoy uh, listening to someone who just loves movies, just for the love of movies, uh, and, and uh, uh, hearing someone go on uh, at great length at times about uh, passionate movie monologues. But um, that will conclude... Uh, conclude today's show as always you can find me on twitter at philcastmovies uh you can also find me at uh gotham cinema or the gotham cinema that is the separate podcast uh, for this show uh which is all about batman movies that is a once a month uh show but uh certainly you can uh, follow me along for updates on this show on my personal account at philcastmovies or on the uh handle for this movies which is Phil at the movies. Um, with that, as always, thank you for tuning in, and I will be back in two weeks with another thrilling cinematic exploit. Until then, everybody, take care, be well, and go see some movies. There's a lot of great ones playing. There's a lot of great ones coming out.
been listening to Phil at the Movies, a PhilCast production. Follow along on Instagram and Twitter at Phil at the Movies. I'll be back in two weeks. Thank you for tuning in.